traditional definitions of business, entrepreneurship, and success have historically been reserved for cishet white men. And home-based businesses are often run by the rest of us. Whether you're focused on finances, freedom, friendship, or fun within your business, you get to make the rules and define your own success. And that is Feminist as Fuck. Welcome to F-Words. Hi, I'm Kelly, subversive sales coach, here to help you reclaim what was always yours in life and business. get into this week's topic, I want to offer a bit of a content warning. We're talking about death this week, specifically death of a parent, and more specifically, death of an estranged parent. I've learned a lot over the course of the last few days, and some of what I've learned may be useful for you or someone you know at some point, so I'm sharing it. But if you're not in the space to hear about this topic, please take care of yourself and tune me out this week. My dad died. And before you reach for platitudes or general condolences, please know that this was not the quintessential father-daughter relationship. He wasn't very good at being a dad or caring for anyone, including himself beyond surface-level friendships, of which he had many. Before I was born, he was known as Dr. J in northwestern Missouri because he could get you pretty much any drug you wanted. Though he cleaned up in some respects for a decade or so, alcoholism was always prevalent. My childhood was filled with a lot of broken promises, like those scenes in movies where the kid is watching all day out the rainy window because daddy is supposed to come pick them up, but never does. His dad passed away when I was 11 and his mom when I was 17, just a couple of months before I graduated from high school. From there, he spiraled further into addiction. The last time I saw him was on that graduation day in May of 2000. We talked a few times in the year after that. There were more broken promises, and he tried to place a lot of blame for his life decisions on me, and then went to prison again, and I wrote him a letter coming out to him, and he didn't respond. That was the summer of 2001. I'm told that he had a lot of friends, that in his last couple of weeks of life, there were 40 or 50 people who came through the house where he was being cared for on hospice. And the person who told me this, who provided the housing, made cremation arrangements and set up a celebration of life event. But the cremation had to be held off because my father was not married, had no will, and appointed no one as durable power of attorney. Which means that in order for a cremation to legally take place, the oldest child had to be found and sign off on it. That's me. And I'm sharing all of this with you not to air my dirty laundry or seek any kind of response, but because it's a fucked up situation that nobody talks about, but isn't actually all that uncommon. And I'm trying to offer something here. 
because in trying to find resources to help me navigate the logistics of it, I didn't find a lot and definitely didn't find what I was looking for. Seemingly nobody talks about this shit, but it needs to be talked about because nobody knows how to deal with death. So my dad died and as the oldest child with no will or power of attorney, there are now things falling under the legal category of my responsibility, such as signing off on his cremation and picking up the ashes, finding and closing any accounts and cleaning out his house. What else might come to me now is yet to be seen, but here's what I know to be true. As an entrepreneur, more specifically a solopreneur, it's very easy to push through life events. There's no bereavement built into a time off plan that's handed to you when you start a business. And there's no one who picks up the work that's left unfinished or handles the clients during the time when you're away. You have to create that for yourself. And you must allow space for your full humanity within the construct of your business plan. I don't care what kind of business you operate, but you cannot show up fully for that business when you're distracted by big life experiences. So I'm giving you a rule to put into your business plan right now. When someone in your life dies, after you hear that news, feel the first initial wave of emotion and contact the most important people you need to contact on a personal level. The next thing to do is contact whoever you'd interact with in the next three to five days in your business and reschedule that shit. This is exactly what it looked like in my life and business. Number one, I received an email from my aunt asking me to contact her. I immediately knew my dad was dead because that's the only reason I'd received this email. Number two, I called my aunt. Number three, I called my sister. Number four, I canceled personal shit for the week. Number five, I texted my assistant. Number six, I emailed my one-to-one clients for the week to reschedule or skip whichever was appropriate. Number seven, I posted in my group platforms to cancel all of my calls for the week. Do not tell yourself that you will be able to perform at your normal levels and expect yourself to show up for your business when someone in your life dies, even if it's an estranged parent. Yes, you have to be a little weird to decide to go into business for yourself, but you're still a fucking human and you deserve to treat yourself with the same grace, dignity, and respect as you'd treat anyone else you love when you're dealing with death. Because nobody knows how to deal with death. Not me, not you, not the people around you who love you so much and have absolutely no fucking idea what to say to you. So they either say, let me know if you need anything, when you know damn good and well that you don't have any clue what you need, or they go completely radio silent. Nobody knows how to deal with death. But what you absolutely need and deserve is time. So take that time. You became an entrepreneur, at least in part, to be in control of your own time. 
use it. Navigating the emotions of an estranged parent's death has been weird. A friend of mine who lost an estranged parent said that she felt relief. Initially, I felt a deep sadness, not for my own loss, but for my father. The choices he made, the life he lived, and all the pain that he carried. Then, a wave of sadness for what never was and never would be. And grief comes exactly that way, in waves, and is a mixture of emotions. Though, I'm not exactly sure that grief is even the appropriate way to label my emotional experience yet. What I believe is that there is no right way. And if you're ever in this position, whatever you feel or don't feel is valid. As an entrepreneur, if there's one piece of advice I can offer to anyone dealing with death while running a business, aside from taking time off, is this. Make sure you are supported. Not just your business, but you as a human. The people in your personal life will not respond the way you want them to, and you may find that the most supportive responses come from your clients and the other professionals you work with. Entrepreneurship can be isolating, especially solopreneurship. Death can also be isolating. You must ensure that you are surrounded by support. That's nobody else's responsibility. It's yours. And ensuring that for yourself comes before a major life event like a familial death occurs. So if you run a business right now, look around you. What is your support team like? Do you have a therapist? Do you have a coach? Do you have a mastermind group? Who is there for no other purpose than to support you? If no one is on that list, you have work to do. Get yourself a support team. Do not isolate yourself. Humans thrive in community. What community means may vary from person to person, but you are not an exception to this. What I can offer so far in terms of navigating the logistics of being the point person for after the end of life care when there are many missing pieces is this. Number one, ask all the questions. It's possible whoever you ask your questions to will not have the answers, but they may be able to guide you in the right direction to find the answers. And number two, set firm boundaries and take full responsibility for upholding them. It is no one else's job to uphold your boundaries. They all have their own motivations and following your rules is not what drives them. People will make requests and some may even make demands. That doesn't mean you have to make them happy honor what's true and aligned for you. Of course, this is true in all of life, but it is absolutely relevant when someone dies. I say this is what I can offer so far because it has been one week since I learned that my father passed away and I'm still learning what this looks like. The person who offered my father care while on hospice in the last two weeks of his life arranged for cremation and gave some information for an obituary to be published. He hadn't known of my existence prior to this, but found my name on some paperwork somewhere, so I was the only survivor listed. And when the link to the obituary was sent to me, I immediately contacted the company in every possible way I could find to have that piece corrected, because my name was not the only one that needed to be listed. The most helpful person for me in navigating the logistics has been the person who responded to my obituary change request. So 
If you're ever in this or a similar situation, I absolutely recommend asking some basic questions and receiving guidance from whoever you can who actually works professionally around death because they have experience and expertise that will serve you well to lean on. You don't have to know everything and admitting that you don't, in fact, know everything or if your case is similar to mine, that you don't know anything will allow that person to step in and start with the basics that you may not even know to ask. I don't even know what questions to ask. What do I need to ask you? What information do I need? That might be helpful to start with. What I've ended every conversation with has been this. That's all the questions I have for now, but I reserve the right to call you back with further questions as they come up. That person will likely be able to direct you to the appropriate offices for stopping any governmental benefits such as Social Security, Medicaid, etc., as well as securing official copies of the death certificate. You will need several, and photocopies will not suffice. Order 5 to 10 official copies. A death certificate is required for many things you may need to do, such as closing accounts, ending leases, shutting off utilities and services, selling vehicles and other properties, claiming life insurance policies, and I'm sure there are several other required uses as well. I'm just not that far into the process yet. I'm cleaning out his house in a few days. The rest will come later. And if there are odd complexities that do come up, I will share more about them because nobody talks about this shit and that does us all a disservice. Birth and death the only two life experiences that every single one of us shares with everyone else on the planet are often shrouded in mystery. Though I can't speak to any culture I didn't grow up in, what I know to be true about birth and death within my own culture is that we treat them as if everyone already knows how to handle them, that there's a prescribed way of being through them that is correct, and that anything outside the norm is disregarded. That leaves most, if not all of us, navigating both experiences as if we're doing it wrong, pretty much no matter what. From fertility and pregnancy complications, to miscarriage and abortion, to actual delivery and afterbirth, to postpartum anxiety, depression, and psychosis, most of the people I've known who have gone through it have not had an easy time with every single stage of this process, and have not necessarily had a ton of support because we don't talk about it enough. So nobody knows how to offer that support or even what that support needs to look like, including the person on the inside of the experience. And death is the same. Let me know if you need anything. Sounds supportive, but feels quite hollow when you don't actually know what you need. But here's a little tip. You need to eat and you need water. So every single person who says that to you, tell them that you need a meal. They can make you a meal, they can order you a meal, or they can just check in on you to make sure you've eaten. Whatever is appropriate for that relationship because they don't know what you need and it's possible you don't either. While what's also possible is that you'll forget to eat and drink water due to logistical planning in an unfamiliar territory piled on top of an emotional experience no one enjoys. In sharing my story of the beginning stages of navigating the death of my estranged father this week, I am hopeful that it will provide some sort of useful support to someone who needs it, because we don't talk about this enough. So I'm starting a conversation. 
If you ever know someone who is in a similar situation, please send them the links to this episode. It's number 136 of my podcast and my Instagram account so that they know they're not alone. And if that person is you, save this episode and please make sure you follow me on socials. Though I do have boundaries around how and when I check them as well as how and when I respond, my DMs are always open.